This is episode number 237 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Inner Fight Podcast. My name is Mark Smith, founder of innerfight.com, and I'm delighted to be joined this week by a gentleman by the name of Mike Ballard, who broke his back during a game of rugby. His life changed. He's now wheelchair bound, and he shares with us his story, which is an incredible one. Massive thanks to our show sponsors, Kareem. If you hop over and download the Kareem app, sign up and register with a valid credit card and use the promo code INNERFIGHT, you'll get 100 dirhams off your first ride. If you use the promo code INNER and the promo code for coming to the gym and the promo code FIGHT when you leave the gym, you'll also get 10% off your ride with those guys. No matter where you are in the world, thanks for tuning in. Let's jump right in. Here we go, another special edition of the podcast, and I'm delighted to be joined today by a very special guest, a guy by the name of Mike Ballard, who has a super interesting story. Mike, thanks a lot for taking time out of your schedule to join us. Hey, man, happy to do it. It's good to see you. <laughs> Absolutely. Mate, give, give us a little bit of background for sort of be, be, before the main, the main topic. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? How did you, I mean, you live in the Middle East, so just, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, 31 years old. Um, I'm from Michigan in the United States, and, uh, yeah, I'm a teacher. Uh, so in, uh, yeah, in 2011, um, I got a job here in, uh, in Abu Dhabi at a school, uh, school for kids with autism called the, uh, called the New England Center for Children. So, right. uh, so yeah, moved out in 2011, and uh, straight away, uh, once I moved out here, I got um, plugged in with the rugby club. Uh, right. You know, that was something uh, that was something I always wanted to do, but never had you'd it. Never, you'd never played rugby before back back home. Yeah, yeah, and never had a chance to play rugby back home just because right. uh, you know it's it's a, it's a new sport back there, yeah. and so uh, it's something I'd seen on TV, and you know something I wanted to do a uh, kind of see how I stacked up with. What, and, so, uh, what, what was your sporting background? Then? What sports were you involved in, or what sports were you good at? Yeah, yeah. So um, back in the uh, back in the uh, high school days, um, I played football, uh, baseball, and uh, wrestling. And, wrestling. And, and, wow. and, yeah, yeah. And so um, I played. Uh, I played, went on to play baseball in uni, and uh, you know that went pretty well. But um, yeah, you know, we kind of once I once I graduated from uni, I didn't uh, wasn't involved in organized sports as much, and right. so I wanted to uh, you know coming out here is kind of a fresh start. Yeah, and so I wanted to uh, you know wanted to get plugged in and try something new, and uh, yeah, yeah, rugby was, was rugby. where it's at. And so, so for those, I mean, rugby for a lot of people is something that they start young, they understand the culture, they understand sort of how how it all works. I can't, and obviously I was, I was part of that sort of culture for a long time, but how did it feel going into a rugby club? You're an American guy who's not played rugby before. You've seen and watched a bit on TV. Like, what was your first experience of rugby like? I'm, t- I'm telling you what, I got a lot of yellow cards, man. Really? <laughs> a lot of yellow <laughs> cards. I, I didn't know, I didn't know which way was up. Uh, really? But, uh, no, no, I mean, basically, uh, basically on defense, yeah, you know, every everything's about exactly the same. It's just right. kind of it's just kind of a zone defense, you know, with a couple of you know, a couple of you know, deep linebackers or whatever in right. football terms. But yeah. uh, on offense, everything's completely backwards, man, completely right. backwards. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, I I would try and you know get the hands going and try and make passes and everything like that. But after a couple of training, somebody pulled me to the side and said, you know, if you just take the ball, you know, just you know, run it up. You know, place the ball back yeah. and, you know, don't turn it over. There's nothing wrong with that. So that was kind of my policy from then on. I probably made about three or four passes in my career. Really? Uh, but, uh, yeah. Culture-wise, though, like the, the community through rugby and, 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 and the sort of the culture that rugby brings, how was that similar to what you'd experienced in other sports or different or? 
Well, well, it was um, it was it was similar to the sports that you know that I played back home, but yeah. uh, you know the the things with uh, you know with baseball and uh, baseball and football and wrestling, you know, people don't uh, typically don't continue to play those sports at a high level, you right. know, throughout their throughout their adult lives. So right. yeah, it's. Uh, a lot of the same camaraderie and team building and things, but uh, you know, then when you turn, you know, turn 18 and you know, graduate from high school, or you know, if, if you, you go on to play in college and you yeah. graduate from college, you know, that that uh, that camaraderie and that that uh, that team building aspect of it, you know, yeah. you really, you know, you really don't get much of that in uh, in your life. So, uh, you know, with the rugby club, you know, being able to, you know, just carry that on and just, uh, yeah. you know. You know, keep that moving. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was cool. That's something to be a part of. Very interesting. Very interesting. So you start playing rugby down in Abu Dhabi with the with the Abu Dhabi Harlequins, mm-hmm. and quite soon, I mean, you you got put in. Did you know what was happening when they put you up prop forward? I mean, front row. <laughs> no, no. But that was, that was just kind of one of those things where they, they yeah. looked at me. They said, you you know, you're kind of a big guy, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll put you we'll put you right there. And uh, yeah, yeah. So it was a. Uh, it was a trial by fire, you know, for the, yeah. the first couple of the first couple of scrums. But I can imagine. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, eventually we got things sorted out. Eventually. And you sort of got the hang of the sport, and and, and I mean, Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi Harlequins has, has been one of the top teams in, in in the region for quite a long time, and you're sort of there at, at the front of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well. So year one, year one was, um, you know, I played for the I played for the second team. Yep. You know, and and that was uh, that was, that was a real good year, just because uh, you know there, that's a lot of older guys, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it was. Made Made up of guys who you know the first team from you know five years five years ago or something right. like that so right. you know guys that had really had uh, good rugby heads on their shoulders and yeah. so that was a good uh, that was a good place to make uh, you know make a lot of mistakes and get a lot of yellow cards because yeah. uh, you know you had those guys looking out for me telling me what to do and where to go and things like that but yeah. Uh, but yeah year one uh, was basically just trying to figure out which way was up you know <laughs> and just uh, going out there and just uh, trying not to get into too much trouble but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. By, by the second year, things had kind of uh, things had kind of uh, smoothed themselves out a little bit, and right. uh, yeah, yeah. By year two, uh, kind of halfway through the season, I worked my way into the uh, to the first fifteen. You yeah. know, I, but I mean, again, we were kind of short on props as right. uh, as everybody is. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for sure. yeah, I got slotted in, and then uh, you know, from there uh, again, it was the same deal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trial by fire again. And uh, but no, no, we got things sorted out and. Uh, had a, had a good had a good run with the twins. Had a, had a good run, had a good time, but then one day, everything in your rugby career, and pretty much I guess a big part of your life, on one single tackle changed. Yeah, yeah. So, so tell us uh, a little bit about that. So that was uh, so in back in 2014, we were yeah. playing in the uh, the golf top six, and uh, you know I I was fortunate to play you know on some some pretty good uh, Quinn's teams Absolutely. and. Uh, and so in this season we were uh, we'd gone ten from ten in the in the wow. regular season. So wow. we had won won all ten games with uh, nine bonus point wins, and wow. then uh, so we got into the uh, you know the West Asia Cup final against the uh, against the Dragons. And yeah. Uh, yeah, like you're saying, it should have been it should have been a big day, should have been yeah. a fun day. But uh, yeah, it just uh, worked out where I went in for a tackle, and um, you know just kind of got turned around funny, ended up at the bottom of the pile, and. Right. Um, yeah, basically, uh, you know, a bunch of guys came down on top of me in a funny position, and uh, yeah, I mean, essentially, I, f- I felt my I felt my back break, you know, right, right, right there on the spot, and uh, you know, initially, I thought it was just kind of a stinger, you know, right. you know how when you get a stinger and your arm yeah, goes yeah, numb, yeah. and then uh, you know, within the first couple of seconds, I was like, oh, hold on a second, that's not my arm, that's uh, you know, that's my legs, you know, right. and then uh, you know, from there on out, you know, I was pretty. Uh, 
you know, it, it didn't take too long to figure out that uh, I was probably going to be probably going to be paralyzed. What? So. I mean, that's it's, it, it's, it's interesting. Like you say, you felt like you got a bit of a stinger. You felt a bit of discomfort. What's going through your mind at that time? I mean, adrenaline. It's a massive game, a sport that you've come to love in a very short period of time. And suddenly you're at the bottom of a rock, rock. Something's not quite what it is. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> well, well, that's that's the uh, that's the other bad part. Is uh, it was over uh, it was over spring break, and so right. uh, so my mom and my sister in law had come out to visit. And so wow. so they were uh, they were they were watching their game. They were watching the game, and uh, wow. so I mean, I was thinking, I was looking out. I'm like, oh shoot, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> so I had to I had to give uh, had to give a big thumbs up and you know act like I was all right. But then uh, you know as we got into the ambulance, you know start sorting all all that other stuff out and just yeah. like. You know what? What's the injury like, and you know where do we go from here? And yeah, uh, yeah I was just at that point. I was just kind of going through, you know, a checklist in my head, and I knew I had, I knew I had full function of my arms, so I, right. I figured that, uh, you know, I had that going for me. But uh, yeah, other than that, it's just like, you know, you get to the you get to the hospital, you know, get the X-rays in and yeah. uh, get the surgery in, and just kind of see what you see what they say. You know? So you, you couldn't feel your you couldn't feel your legs at all. You couldn't feel from where did you lose feeling? Yeah, so um, so um, I, I fractured my my T12 um, L1 vertebrae. So right. that's a fairly low uh, yeah. that, that's a fairly low break. So um, you know, kind of uh, kind of right about in my belly button region right. is where where the break was at. And so um, so that's where uh, basically the way it works is when you uh, when you have a spinal cord injury like that, you um, you start to lose function uh, at the break, and the farther down your body um, you go, the less function. Right. Um, and the less feeling that, that you have. But right. uh, initially, there was so much, uh, you know, there was so much damage um, and, uh, you know, so much of a, uh, a shock to the system that, you know, I couldn't feel anything uh, from... Wow. Uh, from below the uh, from you know below the uh, below the belly button essentially. In the in those initial parts, mate, when you when you realise that you can't feel anything below the belly button, what was what was starts to go through your mind? Like, it, well, were, you, were you scared? Were you just not knowing? Were you what was going on? Well, well for me, it was uh, you know I was just thinking I I just kind of did you know kind of an inventory or a checklist yeah. of, of where we're at and like what what we've got function of and uh right. you know so what just we don't calm and, and just sort of checking through things <laughs> i mean I, I wouldn't say i was i was calm but yeah. uh, you know i was just trying to just trying to think about it rationally yeah. you know because it's uh you know i mean it, there's not much you can do at that point right. you know it's right. just, it, it doesn't matter you know how how frustrated you get or how amped up you get that's not really gonna you know change the you know the fact that you're your, your spinal cord injury, but uh, yeah. I, I remember just taking, just kind of thinking, okay, w- once I got to the hospital and, uh, yeah. you know, went through my MRI and all that stuff, um, you know, I remember thinking, okay, so I have, like, absolutely no function. At, at, at this point, I had absolutely no function, you know, from my, my belly button, you know, down. Right. And I just thought, so essentially, this is the worst, this is the worst it's going to get, right. you know. Um, you know, there's there's a chance I'll have uh, you know no function of anything below yeah. below there for the rest of my life, and yeah. you know anything else is you know kind of anything else is a bonus, so anything that comes right. back is a bonus. And right. so I uh, so for me, I was thinking, you know, what what would I be able to do? What are the, what are some things I'd be able to do? Right. You know, when uh, when uh, if that were the case, so if right. I if I had no function of nothing, yeah, and anything below my belly button, what would I be able to do? And uh, you know, I, I was, uh, I, I, I did a bit of, of, of kayaking in Abu Dhabi with, uh, right. with Nukata Adventure Company. Um, I was a, uh, I was a part-time guide. I would fill in for them on, uh, 
on Saturday afternoons. Um, right. And so that, that was one thing that popped in my, into my head. I was like, okay, well, I can still go, I can still go kayaking, you know, and like, that was, so that was kind of what I thought about, you know, yeah. in that day one is like, no matter, no matter what happens, no matter where we go from here, you know, yeah. I still end up doing the kayaking and then, uh, Mate, you know, I, I want to stop you because that, that's an incredible mindset. It's like something I, I think, uh, and you'll have seen it. I mean, I'd, we'll speak about sort of the rehab and the people that you've met. But like to be at that point where you've just come into this new situation, where your life has changed, where you know potentially nothing's going to be the same again, and you're just thinking about what does work and what is like what you can do. Do you think like I mean, so many people can learn so much from that, right? Because isn't human nature the other way around that we start to dwell on sort of what we can't, but you're thinking about what we can. Well, well, and I, th- I think that's, I think that's uh, kind of comes down to my, my background is uh, in special education. You right. know, so I, I've worked in, you know, special education, uh, working with kids with autism, you know, since, uh, since 2000, 2008. Right. And, and, you know, that's, you know, that's the entire, the entire program, the entire, you know, general overview of special education is, you know, taking somebody's disability and, uh, yeah. you know, focusing on, Focusing on what what they can accomplish, you know, right. given uh, w- whatever you know, whatever you know, function they don't have or whatever skills they don't have, and yeah. so uh, you so know, so I mean, I've, I've been training in that. I've been, I've, you know, I've been, you know, that's been my, you know, my career, and so yeah. I've, uh, you know, so I had, I, I was able to kind of skip um, a lot of the, uh, I guess, a lot of the grieving process. Yeah. Of, oh, I'll never be able to do this, or uh, you know, I'll never be able to. Uh, you know, I'll never be able to, uh, you know, live independently yeah, and, you know, yeah. all this stuff where, so I had a, uh, you know, I, I, I knew about the programs that were in place to, yeah. you know, get me to be, you know, to get me to be living independent. You know, right. I knew about the, you know, the rehab processes that were in place to get me, you know, through that. Yeah. And, uh, so I was, I was kind of able to skip that, you know, a lot of that, you know, that dark place, you yeah. know, where, where you yeah. think you would go to, um, because and, that's, that's what we hear from, from, from a lot of, and, and rightly so, like you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a bad thing, but it's, it's just what happens. Like people have accidents. I'll never be able to run again, or I'd, I'll never be able to ride a bicycle, or I'll never be able to, or I'll never be able to. But your mindset has been—it's totally different. That you're thinking about what you can do, which is, which I mean, you say it's from from from, from your school, but at that point and at that time where you can't really feel your legs, or you know, you've lost everything. Like that's an incredible mindset to have, right? <laughs> well, you know, I was just, I was just trying to keep, uh, just, uh, you know, just trying to, uh, you know, just trying to keep positive, you yeah. know, because, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I, I just what, uh, it's just what second nature, I guess. Well, well, yeah, yeah, you know, and just, um, you know, I, I would always try and think of, you know, what's the, what, what you know, by going about it, and uh, you know, by uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's 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 maybe difficult to put your finger on, but really mm. inspirational, straight mm. out of the blocks there. So mm. you, you you obviously you're in hospital in Abu Dhabi, and you come to terms with what's happening. What did talk us through sort of you, your early stages of? I mean, essentially getting your body back and and getting your life back. What did, what did that look like? Yeah, yeah. So um, so I I got back to Abu Dhabi, and then the. Uh, the uh the following morning um i went in for uh for for surgery and right. uh basically what the what the uh, spinal cord surgeon did is just um basically put in you know plates and uh, i mean rods and screws and things like that and just right. uh, kind of bolted everything into into the right spot right. you know and so um 
you know, once they once they'd stabilized everything and everything was in the, in the right spot, you know, then at that point the uh, the swelling in my in my spinal column would go down. Right. And you know, as the as the swelling would go down from there, you know, um, you know, I would get uh, you know nerve function would slowly you know start coming back after yeah. that. And so uh, so yeah, so after that uh, after that initial surgery, um, you know, it was uh, I stayed in Abu Dhabi for about a week. Right. And uh, they just wanted me to uh, they just wanted me to um, stay. Stay in Abu Dhabi as long as I could, or as long as I needed to um, to get healthy for uh, for a medevac back back to the U.S. back home. Right. Uh, because um, you know, as, as good as the uh, the healthcare services are here, and yeah. you know, I, I you know some uh, phenomenal surgeons and a phenomenal yeah. surgical team. Um, uh, the UAE kind of the way they handle situations like this is to send people, uh, you know, send people to the U.S. or send yeah. people to Europe for yeah. for the rehabilitation process. Right. So. Um, yeah. So after that, um, so after about a week here in Abu Dhabi, I yeah. uh, got medevaced um, back to my back to Michigan, uh, right. where I'm from, and um, you know I enrolled in um, Mary Freebed Re- Rehabilitation Hospital. Right. Um, it's in uh, it's in Grand Rapids, and it's a uh, it's a rehab hospital that's specifically for people with spinal cord injuries. Right. So right. that's that's all they do is focus on uh, right. people with spinal cord injuries. Yeah. So. So you you get back there and obviously I, I I guess life has been turned around. It's there's no more rugby for the time being anyway. You know you're you're probably not too worried about your job, but your job's sort of something that you know it's going to be a challenge to do. And you check you check into a rehab center to to essentially start learning things again. Talk to us about that process and sort of the speed what things happen and maybe some of the frustrations or also the motivations that that, that happen in the in the early stages of your rehab well, well yeah so there was a uh, the, there was kind of a lot going on there just because uh you know you go back and you know you essentially have to you know relearn everything you yeah know? and uh you know um a lot of it um at that point is just you know just getting through the day basically you know basic skills to you know get through the day and really? um you know so you know things like you know showering your bathroom routine yeah. you know like cooking uh you know getting getting dressed in the morning and then you know on top of that all the all the physical physical yeah. side of things but um but yeah and so you know so from there on out it's uh you know ba- you basically you just you're immersed in it you know i mean right. there, there's no there's no way around it and so it's it's like um you know, spinal cord injuries was something that you know you, I hadn't put you know much thought into uh, <laughs> beforehand. But Not uh, but uh, you know when you when you when you get into it, it's just I mean essentially you just got to become an expert. You know, in in spinal cord injury because there's uh, you know so many things can go wrong. Right. You know, and it's it's. Uh, you know, it's it's important that you listen to your your physical therapist and your yeah. occupational therapist yeah. when they tell you when they tell you not to do stuff because uh, yeah things can go wrong and things can go you wrong. You must have had an incredible team of therapists of, of physical therapists and and, and 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 people to sort of let's say get you back on track and, and get you through that rehab process. Tell us a little bit about those guys and how they. It sort of impacted your life really yeah yeah they were i mean they were great you know i mean it, like i said coming in for me you know and coming in for me and you know for my family you know spinal cord injury is something totally unknown totally like big and scary you know yeah. a, a big and scary process but you know for them you know um uh, katie was my physical therapist and that's that's all she does is you know right. spinal cord injury and yeah. you know dinah was my does, was my occupational therapist and yeah. that's all she does is you know teach the uh you know the daily living stuff that you've got to get done right. um to get through you know the spinal cord injury and yeah. uh, you know and there were 
like all of that was overseen by you know a top-notch physiatrist right. and uh yeah i mean we just essentially just started from square one did it make you appreciate different things in life and did it make you think that perhaps did it make you think that perhaps certain things that you took for granted are flipped around like what was your because there's obviously okay I, you seem very focused on, on, the, on the process and getting through it but there must have been certain mental challenges with stuff that you're having trouble with that were just like you know you took for granted before no man just uh, for me the, the, the biggest thing is the, uh, the or the biggest kind of thorn in my side uh, and, and especially initially was the uh, was the bathroom routine you know right. because like I mean you know, that's you, awesome you think you're you think you've uh, you think you've got things figured out you know you're 29 years old yeah, you know you're, yeah. you know every and then all of a sudden you gotta you know have somebody you know hold your hand throughout that throughout that whole process really? and you know you have to go through it and you know if you uh, if you you know if you don't you know eat the right stuff and if you don't you know keep the right schedule then you know then you're gonna have accidents and yeah. then like uh yeah yeah so that that was the that was the biggest thing that was the biggest challenge is like you know ra- being able to wrap your head around that to, yeah. and uh you know get, but get that was, was that, that something else that you would just like just small processes like that that you're able to okay it's a, it's a bit daunting at the start but with your sort of attitude and with what you'd been doing in your teaching before it was more like, okay, we'll solve this. We're just gonna, you know, or were there were there bad days, mate? You know? Oh no, no, there 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 were horrible days. Yeah, <laughs> there were a couple of times. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, there 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 were some bad days, and it, you know, the bad days would come around to you know just uh, you know with, with uh, accidents, and yeah. when, especially when you're out, you know, out on the town or out yeah. you know out with friends and having accidents and things like that. So, yeah. I mean, you you learn pretty quickly, you know that. Uh, you know that you got to be listening listening to what they're they're telling you listening to the uh you know the routines that they put in place and practicing it and yeah. so you can avoid avoid situations like that yeah and so uh so yeah that was that that was definitely the uh, the biggest grind of it for sure it was obviously a, a, a tough time for you physically no doubt mentally no doubt but of course you were taken out of the workforce so i imagine there was some financial constraints and obstacles which incredibly or almost in the spirit of the game of rugby you've been helped quite a lot by your rugby team the Abu Dhabi Harlequins yeah so that just was, tell us a little bit about that because that, that's a fantastic story in itself. I mean I mean that was that was you know a massive motivator for me is that yeah. you know I'm, I'm sitting there you know I just get back to the U.S. and I get it just you know start getting into you know physical therapy and um, you know doing all that at Mary Freebed and uh, you know I start getting all these messages about you know the Mike Ballard Foundation and right. uh, you know, so that that was just uh, that really started out with the uh, you know the Abu Dhabi Harlequins just kind of you know came together and they, they just put on fundraiser after fundraiser. All and in your came, name, uh, yeah, all, all all in my name, all the, all to support me to get through that uh, that rehab process. And that wow. was uh, you know that, that really came off the back of uh, Eileen Siegel, um, Ed Lucy, and you know our chairman Andy Cole. Right. You know they really they really drove all of that and. Uh, you know, and that took that took uh, knowing that they were out there, you know, raising all this all this money for me. You yeah, know, I mean that whole you know that whole question mark of okay, I've got to take two years off of work. You know, what am I going to do? You know, yeah. to to pay the bills. You know, yeah. that whole you can imagine how stressful that would be. You yeah, know? I mean, I have to imagine how stressful it would be because for me, you know. All that was taken care of. You know, right. I, I knew that. Incredible. Okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be fine, and I can take two years to go to go through this rehab process. And uh, yeah, you know, they, I mean, they continue to support me. You know, all the way through. That's and, just awesome. Uh, and yeah, I was able to, uh, I was able to go through it and really have 
a relatively, uh, you know, have, have a relatively, uh, have my mind at ease in that department. Anyways. Yeah. We'll come back to them and, w- and what you're doing with them and, 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 and the rugby side in a second. We just watched before we started recording some video footage of essentially your, your lack of movement in the early parts when you just had your accident and the fact that sort of six months after your accident, it took you 14 minutes to move with a walker 100 meters in distance. You called it. You called it in the video. 100 meters dash. <laughs> it, 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 it was it was incredible to watch. Tell us a little bit about that. Like you're into sport. You know how fast Usain Bolt runs 100 meters, and it's just taken you 14 minutes with with the help of a walker to do that. I mean, where's your mind at when when that's going on? Well, well, you know, I mean, it's just kind of it, it just comes down to uh, you know, kind of resetting. Uh, resetting your goals and yeah. like what and you know kind of what you want to get what you want to get accomplished you know yeah. and so uh you know I, I i say it you know jokingly you know a hundred meter dash but you know it's still at the same time you know that's uh, that was like yeah, everybody was pretty happy with it you know and uh in 14 minutes but i mean it's 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 good because you know i think just to get just to have an idea okay this is where i'm at you know yeah. six yeah. months out you know 14 minutes, 30 seconds to go, you know, 100 meters with, you know, um, straight leg braces and a walker, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, I mean, that's just uh, kind of you have to look at things on, uh, you know, a uh, a 20-year-long cycle as right. opposed to, like, you know, uh, you know, through sport, you know, a lot of your training is to uh, – you know, to get ready for the upcoming season or yeah. to get ready for, you know, to get ready for the upcoming season, get ready for the upcoming match, you know, yeah. all of those things. So, you know, it's a lot more, uh, it's a lot, a lot more short term, short term and yeah. a lot more, you know, intense. Whereas, yeah. uh, whereas this is just kind of a, uh, you know, a grind for, you know, essentially the rest of my life. You, you know? say it's a grind for the rest of your life though. And I want to fast forward sort of to the end of that video where we saw you do the hundred meter dash in just, just under three minutes, two minutes, something. Mm. S- sort of 18 months later, two years post-accident. So there's been there's been a huge amount of pro- progress in the last two years, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah. And, and um, so essentially um, when, when you have, when you have an, uh, a spinal cord injury, um, your nerve function comes back. Right. Um, and so for the first two years, um, for about the first two years, you get a lot of nerve function coming back. Yeah. And, and um, then kind of after that two-year mark uh, – nerve function kind of kind of slows down so um um so so yeah so it was it was a combination of you know continuing to do all the training and all the physical therapy yeah um and but also you know nerve function coming back and getting getting a little bit more uh nerve function in my legs but um but yeah essentially i mean that's uh you know it's uh do you do you have a goal both of those hundred meter dash and it's just such a great distance it's it's such mm. a great comparison but you, you did them with with a certain amount of leg braces on and a walker. What's the time frame or the goal to do that hundred meters with no assistance? Well, um, is there one? Well, well, for you know, it's it's not going to be one of those things where I'm ever just going to kind of jump out of my chair and, and, and do it. But <laughs> right. um, you know, so I uh, so essentially I, I, w- I was using a walker in yeah. the, in that in that video, and so the next step was to use. Um, to use uh, loft strands, so right. and uh, that's essentially the crutches that come up to your uh, come up to your forearms. Okay, and so you using those, that's a little bit more or a little bit less stable. Yeah, and um, 
that's a little bit less stable, but the uh, the benefit of those is that you can go up and down stairs with them. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a little easier to cart, cart those around and get those up, yeah, you know, right. bring those with you than, than a walker. So the, for me, the next thing is to uh, – you know, get get into the get using loft strands and lose right. the walker. Right. Um, that's a big one. And then, uh, you know, from there on out, um, you know, just uh, the the stronger my legs get and the more nerve function that I that I get back. Hopefully, I can go to uh, you know, um, you know, smaller and smaller leg braces. Right. You know, so hopefully, right. I can get my legs doing a little bit more work. But um, but no, for me, the uh, kind of what you know my training goals are is uh yeah. you know to go for longer and longer distances right you know, you know so to be able to uh um you know to be able to um you know where where my leg braces at work and know that i could get you know to and from anywhere in the school right you know whether it be you know 500 meters or you yeah. know whatever um you know without without it being a problem so yeah. so yeah for kind of going forward um i'm looking more at the at the distance side of things yeah. uh uh, because uh, yeah, I, I really don't want to push myself to go that fast because uh, <laughs> because if, if you start if you start trying to go too fast and you can fall over and then uh, yeah, that's not pretty yeah either. that's that's not good at all. How do you weigh it up though, mate? Because a lot of this is 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 longer. Like you said before, it's like you've accepted where you're at and 20 years. You're thinking sort of long term, but you're also especially in the early parts, you're playing a real a real short term game. You're you're playing okay today my goals are this like you must have almost had goals for every single day and and such small improvements like the mobility through your quads was probably like less than a centimeter each time you checked it you know but how, how do you balance those things out because i think this is a big problem that a lot of people have they you know there's a long term there's short term there's the daily process but you've somehow managed to to, to keep all of this together in an incredible way. Well, well, a good thing, a good thing for me is to, to go back and look at the old videos and look at yeah. you know look at where I was at you know you know beforehand and yeah. then uh, you know uh, the other thing is just listening to uh, listening to you know my my physical therapist and you know when they tell me you know something's a big deal yeah you know it, it is you know it, just knowing that okay that, that that's a big deal that's a you big know, deal yeah. Yeah, being able to do that and so um, but yeah I mean it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, it's just a matter of just. Yeah, you know, I figure just as long as I keep keep putting in the time. You know, I, I just want to make sure I'm holding up my end of the bargain. You yeah, know? I want to make sure I'm I'm doing I'm doing what I can. Do you to, think uh, people generally don't focus on those those tiny things? Like in your case, a little bit of extra strength in your quad. You know, and because I I would imagine when you sort of notice that that additional like your leg comes up an extra centimeter the celebration and the satisfaction from that must be must be huge for you oh yeah oh yeah it's 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 massive it's massive and um yeah but i think i think um you know that that's one of those things where you just kind of have to you know scramble the way you think and the way and the way you the way you approach things you know because uh you know i mean i'm i'm probably uh you know if uh if the if you know, I'm only celebrating if I can, you know, walk unassisted. You know, right. I mean, that's going to be right. that's going to be that's a long be time the before, party, before, before, before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be a big party, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it'd be a ways down the road. So uh, you know, kind of when when that when that stuff is is taken off the table, you know, yeah. you really have to uh, you really have to you know focus and uh, celebrate the uh, you know the small the, the small stuff. improvements. Yeah. Talking back back to rugby, obviously you you still linked to the to the to, to the Harlequins. They've set up they set up for you the Mike Ballard Foundation. That's kind of escalated 
very fast to something a lot better. And tell us a little bit about that because you, you're using your positive mindset and, and, and your unfortunate situation to try and help others now. So give us a little bit of background on that. Well, well yeah. And so, um, so I, moved, uh, I moved back to Abu Dhabi in, uh, in, in uh, December. Right. And so um, some, of the, some of the people who were involved with the, uh, the, the foundation said they wanted to put together, you know, a Mike Ballard Foundation uh, rugby team, uh, right. a, a social team for the, to enter into the, Dubai, into the Dubai Sevens. Right. And so, uh, yeah, they, uh, they started up the uh, Mike Ballard Foundation Conquistadors. Conquistadors. And, <laughs> and they, they put together a Sevens team. And, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was still back home at this point, And they're you know, right. just firing me off emails telling me, you know, they, they got this. They got sponsorship for this. They're wow. going to the Sevens. And, uh, yeah, so they, they put together a squad for the sevens and, uh, you know, had, had a good run, ended up losing in the, uh, in the semifinals. So, but, uh, you know, it was, it was just a massive, massive success. And, uh, you know, at that point, they were still, you know, raising money for me to help me uh, in my transition back to Abu Dhabi and, right. you know, getting my car set up here and my hand controls out here. Right. And, uh, you know, so afterwards, uh, after the Dubai Sevens, we all kind of sat down and just think, you said, okay, so so where do we go from here? And right. I said, I, and I wanted just to let them know, like, look, guys, your job is done. You know, I'm right. I'm. I'm good, you know. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back living on my own. I'm back working. Yeah. Um, I've got. I've got everything taken care of. And uh, but we we kind of looked at you know everything that they put together. Yeah. You know, and all the all the work that they'd done to uh, to get to that point. And we said, okay, well, where where do we go from here? Right. And so uh, we we decided to keep the keep the foundation going, but instead of uh, you know raising money to support me, you know, we keep everything in in place and uh, you know try and help other people with. Uh, spinal cord injuries and uh give back to the uh the rugby community a little bit because right. that was uh you know the rugby community is what came together and what started it not yeah. just not ju- not just the abu dhabi harlequins yeah. but uh you know all the other clubs from around the gulf region yeah you know, every, everybody chipped in and uh helped me out so um so we with the mike Ballard foundation conquistadors we yeah. um we just said, okay, well, let's go to let's go to a rugby a rugby crazed country who could right. who could use some medical equipment, and uh, we'll have we'll set up a goodwill mission where we'll you know bring some medical equipment down, bring some rug, rugby kit, rugby kit down, yeah. you know, set up a couple of uh, a couple of friendly matches, and right. then uh, and go from there. And that was uh, you know it started out it's just an idea at a barbecue, yeah. you know, yeah. just uh, a couple weeks after Dubai Sevens, and uh, you know, and then uh, before you know. Um, Air Seychelles uh, had come through and sponsored us, and they wow. said, "I said okay." Um, so we put we put together a proposal, said what we wanted to do, yeah. and we said, um, you know, we want to go to Madagascar because they've, uh, you know, Madagascar. 90 percent of the people in Madagascar um, live on less than two dollars a day. Right. Um, their their rugby team is ranked number forty one in the world. Yeah. And um, you know they've got over two hundred thousand people you know registered you know playing rugby. Wow. And so it's it, rugby's a massive uh, massive thing there. And yeah. so um, so yeah so we put together a proposal, um, sent it off to Air Seychelles, and uh, Air Seychelles came through and just said, "Yep, you guys have got twenty four tickets to Madagascar at cost." Wow. You know and um, you know, <laughs> so at that point, at that this point, got we quite said, serious quite quick. <laughs> okay, okay, now and now we gotta start rounding up some wheelchairs, start rounding up some kit, and right. uh, so yeah. So, but I mean, essentially at that point, you know, the 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 team had you know been built. You know, the foundation, you yeah. know, the Mike Ballard Foundation was there. Yeah. So we had, uh, you know, every, they already had all our contacts from the uh, from the uh, Dubai Sevens, so, right. you know, sponsors and things like that. Um, we had uh, all our contacts with the uh, different clubs from around the region, and yeah. uh, you know we just um, 
Yeah, things just things just snowballed. So you guys, quite quite shortly, end of June, you're going on a on the first Mike Ballard Foundation tour to to, to Madagascar. That's right. Yeah, yeah. How, so. how does that feel though, mate? Because it's like out of out of your misfortune, you're able to sort of impact like some the, the guys have rallied together and, and helped your life, but you're able to sort of now start to do great things for other people's lives. That it must be incredible. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll see when we get to the airport and we, yeah. uh, you know, we drop off, you know, 30 wheelchairs in, yeah. in the Seychelles, in the Seychelles, you know, yeah. I mean, that's going to be, that's going to be a pretty cool, a pretty cool site, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, you know, but it was just like having having this, uh, you know, happen to me and happen in the Gulf. It, it really kind of it made, made it a personal thing for for everybody that's around here, and right. really, you know, kind of galvanized everybody, everybody that's in in the Gulf region and everybody that's you know involved. And yeah. so it was almost like, you know, people wanted to get this stuff done, so we yeah. we had to, you know, we had to have it happen so we could have a, an outlet for it. Yeah. And, uh you know, it's it's to the point now where uh, you know so many people are coming to us with you know support and equipment and incredible. things like that. It's uh, you know we've got we've got more than we know what to do with. <laughs> so, That's incredible, yeah. mate. I mean, uh, it's I guess it's it's every every few months a new part of your journey or a new part of your story opens up, and and, and this is maybe the first step. But where where do you see it going? Sort of, I know it's all happened very fast, but mm-hmm. where where do you see it going long term? Like, what what's your objective with the foundation in the in the sort of longer term, no, no. I, I think uh, I think this with this. Uh, I'd like to see this become an annual trip, right. you know, um, a, an annual uh, or an annual tour, anyways, and yeah. uh, you know, maybe going to different places. But uh, yeah, I think I think the idea of you know collecting rugby kit and uh, you know kind of putting something back into that rugby community, yeah. Uh, but also uh, you know bringing along medical equipment and uh, you know wheelchairs and medical Absolutely. equipment, you know, kind of giving giving stuff into into that aspect of it. It kind of uh, you know, it really brings everything full circle, yeah, and just yeah. Uh, you know, going from uh, from where you know where I I, I, w- I was at, you know, yeah. to you know where I'm at right now, back in Abu Dhabi and setting this up. I think yeah. that'd be uh, I think that'd be a pretty cool thing. Absolutely, mate. Aside from your teaching, the last two years has obviously been a, a, a massive learning process. What's a couple of the biggest things that you've learned about? yourself about life about human nature about whatever in the last couple of years that you just think you'd want to share with people like if i said to you mike teach me the best two things you've learned that i can put in my life that you've learned over the last two years what what do you think they'd be oh well i mean i i guess not 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 taking the small things for granted yeah because i mean that's really uh you know it's uh it's we're really fortunate, especially living out here and living yeah. living in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. You know, yeah, I mean, there's, sure. there's so many things out there, you know, for us, and uh, you know, you know, being able to uh, you know be a part of you know all of the things that are going on here, and uh, you know, being able to you know come down to the gym and uh, you know come down to the gym, go to the beach, go yeah. for a swim, you know, yeah. th- things like that. You know, that's uh, you know that's the stuff that. You really take for, take granted. for granted, and you, you know when you when you're surrounded by it all the time, and you have access to it all the time, you yeah. really, uh, you know, you really, you really don't put much thought into it. Absolutely. You know? And so, uh, yeah, not taking the small stuff for granted, and just, uh, yeah, I'm not sure after that. Setting goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, setting you goals, seem yeah. like you've pretty pretty keen on on, mm-hmm. on goals and, and, and processes, mm-hmm. mate. Two years ago, you you had a, a life changing accident. You were unable to walk. Today, you've 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 increased your hundred meter dash time just incredibly. Today, you sit here in, in in a wheelchair. You're getting better the whole time. What does that ten years look like? Do you see yourself 
What do you see yourself doing? Well, I mean, I mean, 10 years from now, you know, I, I would... Uh, I would like to be just spending a lot less time in my wheelchair. You know, right. I mean, at, <laughs> that's at, a pretty good goal. At, at this point, you know, I've uh, you know I've got my I've got my leg braces and I've you know I'm doing doing my walking on the side, but yeah. uh, you know I'm I'm not really doing my walking as part of my you know day to day life. Right. You know, so I think if uh, you know if if I were to be able to. Uh, you know, go to work and uh, let's say 10 years from now, if I were to be yeah. able to go to work and, you know, leave my wheelchair in my car that would be and, true. you know, just be able to do the, do the whole thing and feel confident enough to get from, uh, get from point A to point B yeah. uh, without having my chair around. I think that'd be, I think that'd be something that'd be pretty cool. Incredible, uh, mate. Incredible. If people do want to find out more about the foundation, is there a website that they can go to? Ah, the, the website, the website is in, in, uh, in the works at the in moment. The works. Yeah, yeah, but they uh, can contact yeah. you somehow if people <laughs> yeah. want to, if so, people want to um, contribute. No, no, we've got, we've got a, fa- we've got a, a Facebook page right now, cool. the Mike Ballard Foundation uh, cool. Conquistador. So we have a Facebook page. Uh, we're on Twitter and we're on Instagram too. Awesome. So. Mate, um, we're appreciate you being with us this is it's an incredible story and, and hopefully we'll get you back in in six months or a year maybe some more walking stories definitely some more stories about the impact that you've been able to make but it's it's incredible what you've been through and i just really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us oh hey man i really appreciate you having me out today and it was definitely a good chat man Perfect. enjoyed it Cheers. thanks a lot for tuning into this episode of the podcast folks and thanks a lot to mike as well we really appreciate his time and sharing that incredible story with us. Remember, if you do have any questions for the podcast, you can drop us a mail, winning at innerfight.com. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. If you want to get on the show, give us a shout. Do shows by Skype. We do them in person. We do them anyway. We can share a good story. So if you want to be on the show, just get in touch, winning at innerfight.com. Please also hop over to iTunes, rate the podcast. We'd really appreciate that. And don't forget to download the Kareem app, sign up and register with a valid credit card. Use the promo code innerfight for 100 dirhams off your first ride with them. If you're coming to the gym, use the promo code inner. And if you're leaving the gym, use the promo code fight for 10% off your rides with them. Until next time, take care.